Good evening. This is Bud Ludenberg bringing you selections from my own record collection in a program we call Bud's Corner. Each Sunday night at this time, I'll be playing the great swing music of the 30s and 40s, the big bands in their heyday, the small groups, the great individualists. Sometimes we'll dip back into the 1920s to explore the beginnings of this wonderful music we call jazz. And sometimes we'll venture into the later years to appreciate the new ideas and even some of the mainstream players of today. But whatever it is, it will swing. Our format is to feature a single artist each week. But since jazz is generally a collective form of music, that always gives us the chance to hear the, a variety of musicians. Today, we're featuring the great Ellington alto saxophonist Johnny Hodges. Just to give a little background, Hodges was born July 25, 1906, in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Uh, he started playing early, was mostly self-taught, and his first big job was with the Chick Webb Orchestra in 1927. If uh, Hodges made any recordings with Webb, they've now been lost or uh, cannot be found. Anyway, by 1928, he was with Duke Ellington, and uh, this is probably his first record, at least the first in which he did any soloing. At this time, he is 21 years of, old, of age. The number is Tishamango Blues. Thank you. 
Hodges was interested in music from an early age. In fact, uh, during his uh, teens, the great uh, soprano saxophonist Sidney Bechet came through Boston, uh, noted his interest, and gave uh, Hodges his first horn, a soprano sax. Uh, Hodges played some with the soprano, but played mostly with the uh, alto sax, although he played also clarinet and tenor sax on occasion. We associate uh, Hodges so much with Ellington. Just to give you a little history, he, he joined Ellington in 1928. He was with him continuously until 1951. At that time, he went on his own with uh, fronting a small group for four years until 1955, at which time he rejoined Ellington and remained with him until his death in 1970. The next record is a little later in 1928. It uh, features some of the other uh, uh, Ellington uh, uh, individualists, uh, Tricky Sam Nanton on trombone, Bubber Miley, the great cornetist. This is the blues with a feeling.
was Johnny Hodges with the Duke Ellington Orchestra in 1928, the blues with a feeling. The late 1920s were a time when uh, Duke Ellington was playing at the Cotton Club in Harlem in New York. The Cotton Club was uh, a nightclub in uh, upper Manhattan. It became very popular because for its shows with wild dancing, wild costumes, and uh, the orchestra of Ellington at that time was sort of a jungle uh, uh, sound. Uh, it was during this time that Ellington formed over a period of years the great orchestra that was to come into being in the, in the 1930s and uh, 40s. It was a time of stability as far as uh, having a job, bringing in people, uh, formulating his ideas and uh, those of the great musicians that was with him. One of the songs that uh, uh, was popular was uh, actually written by Johnny Hodges. Uh, before his death, uh, Hodges was the composer or co-composer on some 250 uh, different songs. This is Cotton, Cotton Club Stamp, Stomp, Cotton Club Stomp, let's say that right, in 1929 uh, in honor of the uh, uh, Cotton Club engagement of uh, Ellington and the orchestra at that nightery.
That was Cotton Club Stomp, Duke Ellington, 1929. The trumpet solo was by Freddie Jenkins, uh, then a star of the Ellington Orchestra. In the early 1930s, uh, Sidney Bechet, the great uh, New Orleans soprano saxophonist, was uh, also playing in New York, and it was natural that he and uh, Hodges should get together. Uh, the uh, information is that Hodges took some lessons uh, from Bechet, and one of Bechet's favorite tunes was always the Sheik of Araby. In 1932, Ellington recorded the Sheik of Araby uh, with Hodges as the uh, uh, featured soloist, and uh, there is always uh, uh, some speculation of the influence of Bechet upon Hodges at this time. But uh, whatever it was, Hodges is still his own, his own man. Lawrence Brown on, opens on trombone, and Hodges takes a full 32 bars. This is 1932, The Sheik of Araby. <laughs> Thank you. 
That was the Sheik of Araby, Duke Ellington, 1932, with Johnny Hodges on alto saxophone. In the late 1930s, the great, really great Ellington Orchestra was being assembled, and uh, it lasted until the uh, World War II time uh, of the early 1940s. Uh, by this, we mean that uh, Rex Stewart and Cody Williams had come into the trumpet section. The great trombone section of Tricky Sam Natton, Juan Tisall, and Lawrence Brown had been assembled. The saxophone section consisted of Barney Bigard, Hodges, Ben Webster, Harry Carney, and Otto Hardwick. And uh, the rhythm section with Sonny Greer on uh, drums was intact. Later, Jimmy Blanton, the great uh, uh, bassist, was to uh, uh, join the group. This is 1936. The Ellington Orchestra is uh, in full assemblage at this time. The number is in a jam. Uh, it features a number of them, including Hodges in a good and long solo. <laughs>
This is Bud's Corner. Bud Lundberg bringing to you the great swing music of the 1920s and 30s. Tonight, uh, we're listening to Johnny Hodges, the great Ellington alto saxophonist. That was Ellington, 1936, in a jam. By the late 1930s, uh, Hodges had uh, come to the stage where he was so well-known that he began uh, recording on his own, even though he uh, uh, still played with the Ellington Orchestra. One of the first recordings and one of the most famous he ever made was with a pickup group led by Lionel Hampton. At that time, Hampton had joined the Goodman Orchestra with the uh, quartet, and the group uh, contains uh, Buster Bailey, uh, who was jobbing around New York at that time, the fine clarinetist, Jess Stacy and Alan Russ from the Goodman Orchestra, uh, John Kirby and Cozy Cole, uh, uh, great people for the rhythm section. The number of features, features Hodges almost exclusively, except for a uh, uh, Hampton vocal and uh, close out with Russ and Hampton taking short solos. It's uh, a solo that uh, Hodges was to repeat many, many times uh, because it became probably the most popular thing he ever did. This is Lionel Hampton's uh, small group, 1937, on the sunny side of the street.
Lionel Hampton and Johnny Hodges on the sunny side of the street, a gem. By this time, it is evident that uh, Hodges plays with a smooth, rich, pure, perfect tone. His tone is luxurious, sensuous, uh, silken, but he could drive hard at, uh, at when he wanted to. When he was playing fast, he has a fluid style that is completely his own. At the same time that uh, the number of On the Sunny Side of the Street was made, the other side of that 78 RPM record was again Hampton and Hodges with a well-known tune, I Know That You Know. In this, Buster Bailey opens on uh, clarinet with Hodges in the background, and then Hodges comes in driving hard, and Cozy Cole has a wonderful drum solo. This is 1937 again, Hampton, uh, Ann Hodges with a small group, I Know That You Know. That was I Know That You Know, 
1937 recording of Johnny Hodges with a small group uh, assembled by uh, the great vibraphonist Lionel Hampton. By the uh, late 1930s, uh, many members of the Ellington Orchestra had uh, gained such worldwide renown that uh, they wanted to record on their own. Ellington was at first reluctant, but uh, as it turned out, they did, and it enhanced rather than diminished the uh, Ellington Orchestra. Cootie Williams, Lawrence Brown, Harry Carney, Rex Stewart, and of course Hodges were to make records under their own names. Most of these early records were made with small groups from the Ellington Orchestra. This is Hodges' first venture, 1938. Um, it uh, is named after one of his nicknames. He had several. One was Rabbit. Uh, Hodges was only five foot six inches tall, and the uh, nickname of Rabbit comes from his uh, early days when uh, he liked to skip school and truant officers would try to catch him. They couldn't do it, and he got the nickname of Rabbit. Another one was Jeep. This is this tune is Jeep's Blues, a small group uh, led by Hodges out of the Ellington Orchestra in 1938.
Hodges had a great singing style. During the uh, many years of the Ellington Orchestra, it had no female vocalist, which was unusual because that was generally one of the main features of any big band. As one critic pointed out, Ellington didn't need a vocalist. He had Johnny Hodges. He had a romantic, soft tone uh, that was the thrill of many an audience. This is one of the enduring masterpieces of small band jazz, another uh, small group led by Hodges, 1940, Daydream. As I pointed out, for some 38 years, Hodges sat in the front row of the Ellington Orchestra in the middle of the saxophone section. He sat there almost always completely expressionless, unperturbed about uh, 
what was going on, uh, showing uh, no emotion uh, really at all. Actually, Hodges was a devoted family man. His family lived in New York. Uh, he hated to be away from them, but uh, the uh, rigors, the, the road was the thing that uh, made big bands, and that's what you had to do. Uh, it is said that uh, only on rare occasions, for instance, as uh, Hodges played something like Daydream and uh, half of the audience was swooning and so on, Hodges would relent a little bit, and as he walked to his seat, a faint flicker of a smile could cross his face. Hodges continued to make uh, records on, on his own. This is 1940 with another small group, a little more swinging tune, Good Queen Bess.
That was Good Queen Bess, Johnny Hodges with a small group in 1940. Um, Charlie Parker called uh, Hodges the lily ponds of the alto saxophone. It's not hard to imagine why. One of the most endearing of the uh, Hodges solo was on the Ellington record of about 1940 entitled Warm Valley. We're going to play Warm Valley, but this is a later group uh, with some of the Ellington stars of a later time. Trumpeter Shorty Baker, baritone saxophonist Harry Carney, the clarinetist Jimmy Hamilton, Lawrence Brown, Louis Belson is on drum. This is Warm Valley, one of the great Hodges solos. Ah. 
Johnny Hodge's gorgeous recording of Warm Valley. In his lifetime, Duke Ellington wrote one musical. It never reached Broadway, but it did play on in Los Angeles for some time. It was called Jump for Joy. One of the tunes that is perhaps little known, but a good one from that uh, musical, is the Brown Skill Gal in Calico Gown. This is a 1967 group led by Hodges um, with the uh, organist Wild Bill Davis, other members of the uh, uh, Ellington Band. This is from that show, the Brown Skill Gal, Brown Skin Gal in the Calico Gown. <laughs> The Brownscale Gal, Gal in Calico Gown, a 1967 recording. Hodges continued to uh, record with various small groups. Uh, this is one made in 1966, an old favorite and a gorgeous uh, Hodges solo. I can't believe that you're in love with me.
If there ever was a romantic saxophonist, it was Johnny Hodges. That was, I can't believe that you're in love with me. In 1950, the Ellington Orchestra was touring Europe. By that time and uh, until the end of the, uh, until Ellington's death, they were uh, an international organization, appreciated wherever they went. Uh, this is some records made by Hodges with a small group from the Ellington Orchestra in 1950 in Paris. The name of the uh, album is The Rabbit in Paris. This is the famous Ellington tune, Perdido. Uh, the front line is trumpeter Harold Shorty Baker, trombonist Quinton Jackson, and Hodges, Perdido. Thank you. 
Hodges continued to play in the Ellington Orchestra as long as he could. He had his first heart attack in 1969, and on May 11, 1970, uh, his heart attack was fatal. He was 63 years of age at the time. Earl Father Hines probably summed up the...